It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is Ken D. Foster, and today our show is called The Courage to Become More Courageous, Resilient, and to be able to take your life to a whole new level. That's what we're really talking about today. So listen, I have a question to ask you. Do you remember when your life was filled with energy, with resilience, and you just knew that you could conquer the world? Then life happened. Uh, you know, a few boulders came down the mountains and they hit you. And, you know, you maybe were filled with some sadness or some pessimism or procrastination. Um, or maybe you the, went the opposite way. You started to overachieve. But somewhere along the way, you kind of felt like you lost your direction. You lost your drive. Well, there is a way to break free. And I am your host, Kendi Foster. Today, our show is called The Courage to Become More Courageous, Resilient, and Compassionate. And, you know, when you're achieving mental, emotional, and spiritual independence, um, there's always obstacles in the way. But those obstacles are there for a reason. They're really for you to understand that there is a way to raise yourself up, to raise your consciousness up, to raise your understanding and your wisdom to levels that will help you to overcome any obstacle that's going, that's creating things for you. Now, here's what doesn't work. A lot of people try to outthink their problems. You know, let's think about this. Your greatest thinking has got you where you are. If you have, you know, you've, you've tried to outthink your problems. I'm sure a lot of you have, but you know, we can't really outthink the mind that created those. So how are you going to make the changes? What's going to have to happen for you? Well, one of the things I recommend is that you get out of your mind. Get out of your mind. Get out of your thinking for a little bit. How do we do that? Well, there's a whole bunch of ways to do it. Listen, I get creativity and things open up for me sometimes when I'm standing in the shower, sometimes when I'm walking in nature, sometimes when I'm, um, I'm meditating. In fact, a lot when I'm meditating. So what is that, that common thread that happens when all of a sudden our creativity comes back, our power comes back, our passion comes back? Well, it's a place where we are tuning into that inner genius that's within all of us. And so if you have circumstances that are challenging you, and you got to own the fact that you're the one that has imprisoned your mind with thinking and habits that are keeping you stuck. And if you want independence, you need to take some actions that are going to change exactly what's been going on. Does this make sense? I hope it does. Because today on my show, we're going to be talking a lot about how to use the mind to change what's been going on in your life. And also, for some of you, uh, I'm bringing on one of the top coaches in the nation, and Susie Carter. And for some of you, you're going to want to step into that. You're going to want to say, listen, I need to let go of these limitations. I can't outthink my own self. 
I need to get some somebody outside of myself to help me see what's going on and then help me to tune into the inner wisdom that's there for all of us to tune into. Uh, but sometimes we, we get stuck, right? We have to clear some of the blocks to, uh, to be able to do that. So I want to say that you know, in the in the Bible, let's let's just talk about this. A, a biblical quote. In the Bible, there was a quote that Jesus said, "You will know them by their actions," and that that brought to mind a story when I when I thought about that. In fact, I went to see a, a movie last week. It was called uh, "The Current Wars," and it was featuring a, a story about uh, uh, Nikola's Tesla and um, Thomas Edison. But there was a side story to it. It was really interesting because in the side story, uh, they were talking about how America uh, was, you know, we put electricity in America, right? And the side story was about uh, George Westinghouse. He was an entrepreneur. He was an electrical engineer. And he really was the one that really contributed to building the electrical system in, in the United States. You know, at the end of the movie, it, you know, Westinghouse had accomplished all these things, had become, in, in today's terms, a billionaire. And he had written uh, lots of memoirs and notes, and he'd, he'd written journaled. He destroyed all his journals, all his memoirs, all everything that he had that he had written down. And when asked why, he said, I only want to be remembered by my actions. Interesting. So... Actions, of course, always speak louder than our words, but sometimes it's hard for us to get into those actions. But hopefully, when you think about actions and you think about maybe being stuck, and if you need a little help, I want to say that I wrote a book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything. It's brand new. It's called it's, There's Daily Strategies and Essential Wisdom to Help You to Unlock Your Inner Genius to awaken that power, that passion, that aliveness, that resilience that's within you. And the way I've designed this book, in fact, uh, several people have really given some amazing testimonials around using the book, because what happens is you, I've designed it in a way that each day you get essential wisdom, success principles, coupled with guidance on daily actions to actually expand your consciousness, expand what's possible for you and help you see things that you've never been able to do and do things you've never been able to do. So I hope you'll check it out. It's uh, pretty amazing. It's called, uh, you can see it at couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. And um, if you get the book right now, uh, between now and the end of November, uh, there's a whole bunch of real cool bonuses on there, one of which is a couple uh, coaching sessions with me, and another one is the um, Courage to Change um, uh, clubs that we've developed, and uh, you'll be able to uh, connect with that. There's a whole bunch of things. Check it out, CourageToChange.us. All right. In studio with me right now, I'm going to give a quick introduction. I gotta, then i got to go to break, but I'm going to do the introduction. Uh, Susie Carter, welcome. Hi. Hi, welcome. I'm so excited so, to be here. Look, I'm welcome <laughs> to you to your own show. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to have you. <laughs> um, you know, Susie, for those of you that don't know her, is a globally recognized profitability coach and inventor of the predictable success method. Her radical business strategies have helped thousands of entrepreneurs. 
and small business owners achieve exponential growth and triple their profits. And Susie, I, I know you more than that. I, I've seen you speak. I've heard your message. I've watched you coach. And I, I have to tell you, you're, uh, uh, you're not only one of the best coaches in the world. You really come from a heart-centered place where people can connect uh, with your compassion and your understanding and wisdom. How'd you get there? How'd you start on this journey? What, who are you? <laughs> Look, I started, I'm a like bootleg business person, hustler, right? I started speaking because I needed to build my clientele, build my business. So I didn't have the formal speakers training and was a really successful entrepreneur because I was hungry. I was a single mom raising two little girls and had to put food on the table and pay for daycare and pay for private school and I like really nice shoes, if you know that about me. I do like this <laughs> <laughs> And all that costs money. <laughs> so as a young businesswoman, I, I, when I got divorced, you know, from my right. husband, I didn't have alimony or child support, so it was, I just needed to make it up myself. Right. And so I, I was an entrepreneur. My background was I started out as a hairdresser. I was the top 1% in the nation, top 12% in the world. And I earned that right by doing a quarter of a million dollars a year, three days a week. And the average technician did $30,000 a year. So I took wow. that skill set and said, let me teach other people. This is ridiculous. People aren't making money in this industry. We get to write our own paycheck. That's amazing. Well, listen, Susie, I got to take a, br a break. But when we come right back, I want to start to talk to you a little bit about consciousness and how we can change our mindsets to really open things up for people. So we'll be right back and um, we're going to take a break. Bye, everybody. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and reemerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. The most talented athletes in the world rely on a coach to get better and the most successful business people do the same. I have found working with Ken D. Foster to be an extraordinary experience. He helped me to expand my vision, increase profits, and showed me the way to have more fulfillment and success in my life. Ken D. Foster is the coach's coach for business and life. He has been nicknamed the coach of the successful and wealthy. Ken is an instrumental part of my team and the success I have generated over the past 12 months. Ken gave me the strategies to increase productivity, reduce turnover, and take my business to the next level. So what's holding you back? Ken D. Foster is a master business coach with proven strategies to dramatically increase efficiency and productivity while maximizing individual development and fulfillment. Explore your possibilities. For a free consultation, log on to KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back. Hey, Ken D. Foster here. 
You know, I want to thank all of you for joining in to Voices of Courage. And if you're new to the show, get ready to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. This is not a, uh, a fake news. This is truth. This is what happens when you change your consciousness. And, you know, I want to encourage you, too, to check out a couple of our newest affiliates. We just grew our show to now we're in 160 countries. Uh, we just also picked up a couple of new affiliates talkradio.nyc and biztalkradio.com. Both stations are dedicated to empowering, uplifting, and educating listeners through a variety of shows. They cover things such as business, nonprofits, health, wellness, consciousness, personal transformation. That's talkradio.nyc and biztalkradio. So I hope you'll check both of our affiliates out. Those, these people are really amazing. Okay. I'm back. I've got Susie Carter, and she and her business have been featured in uh, the New York Times, the Associate Press, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and NBC News, just to name a few. We're talking a little bit about consciousness, Susie, and how people can actually in their business, and of course, you know, everything kind of rolls over business and personal life, but how, how they can change and step into that greater part of themselves. Awesome. So I think the first thing we all need to create is your personal vision and mission. Like what's the impact you want to make in the world? I believe that my gift from God was my life and my gift back to God is what I do with my life. And that has nothing to do about with me. It has everything to do with my tribe and my community. You know, I have this gift and I've had this gift since I was a little girl of being able to attract money, accumulate money, um, leverage money. And so I want to give that gift back to people. And it has to do with your mindset first, you know, really reshifting your belief system around money and what does it mean and what does it mean to you? And what were the conversations we heard growing up about money, which was usually there's don't, there isn't any don't ask. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Money doesn't grow on trees. Right. You know, and look at 80% of our emotional programming is done by the time we're eight years old. So basically, Ken, we're all running around like little eight-year-olds <laughs> trying to figure out what we're doing. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, and I, I buy that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have to look far to see that um, with a lot of people. Um, you know, they, some people get upset when you, they lose a pencil or they lose five bucks, you know. And, uh, you know, so they're emotionally not quite there. Their mind isn't quite there. Um, let's talk about, first of all, how do you shift that consciousness? Don't you think we have to think about our birthright, who we are and what we're, what we're all about? Yeah, so they're, you know, the French have a saying, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm -hmm. So we have to really, one, be aware of what is our mindset, mm -hmm. right? So I had, to, I had to really sit down and go, what am I thinking? What am I doing? Who am I? And then my I grew up with nine kids, right? There was 11 of us in the household. You know, there was Bobby, Ronnie, Joni, Shelley, Susie, Quake, Bobby, Ronnie, Stevie, Terry, Joni, Shelley, Susie, Kelly, Debbie. Look, there's so many, I forget them, right? <laughs> <laughs> We grew up in this humble, 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 poor existence. And I knew that I wanted something different. So I created my personal mantra, with his, which is wealth is your birthright and it's our birthright. And I, have no, I didn't have evidence of that. I didn't know what that meant. I just knew that I needed something different to hang on to versus poverty. Because poverty just wasn't, you know, there was not enough food. When you ran out of food, you just have to wait till the next week came around till we got paid and get some food to go, I don't want this existence. There has to be another way. Yeah. And so I had to understand, and we, I'm not saying, you know, we have to understand what is that, 
underlying belief that I'm currently dragging around to let that go and then reframe it into what do I want it to be? So you said it when you started this morning, it's about meditating, it's about getting quiet, it's about listening. And if you listen, the answer's there. A lot of times we can't stop the noise, we can't stop the chatter long enough to hear after you get rid of the chatter. Like what is my calling? What how, is how, do you, how do you stop the chatter? How do you do that? I how do you recommend? I, I say it's prayer or meditation. So yeah. I start my day every morning I do a uh, money mantra and a money meditation and an abundance meditation because prosperity just isn't money, right? I want, I want prosperity in love. I want prosperity in relationships. I want prosperity in my business. I want prosperity with my clients. So I meditate every morning, every night before I go to bed, I listen to a mantra of reshifting my old beliefs into new beliefs. You know, we all have that voice. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough. I'm not, I'm not educated enough, whatever the not enough is, we all have right. it. Right. And so I reframe that and put it into a mantra that says, wealth is my birthright. You deserve all the love that God has to offer you. Your family loves and adore you. Your community loves and adores you. You are enough. And it's in my own voice. So I hear it in my own voice. So I'm really reprogramming what was, what was programmed into me as a kid and not as a bad thing. It's just what's so and what happened. Like, I don't, I am who I am because of my background and because of my upbringing. Oh, my parents did the best job that they could do in their conscious state, right? I think now as a society, there's a group of us that are highly conscious and aware. And sometimes that can just sabotage you, right? Because you like knowing too much to go, oh, you can let that go. It doesn't have to be the truth anymore and create your new reality. Boy, that's, that's, a, big, that's a big piece because I think a lot of people go around um, – uh, with lack of money, lack of self-esteem, lack of, uh, of uh, feeling a sense of power and passion within themselves. And, you know, it's, it's not like all, up, up for them all the time. It's underneath the surface. You know, one of the things I know you know is that, you know, it seems like the net worth is developed, is um, associated with this. Uh, the self-worth is associated with the net worth. So these underlying beliefs, um, I like what you said. So you're talking about being able to, you know, <clears throat> you're not your past unless you keep bringing it up time and time right. again, right? So, you know, it's, it's about recreating a vision for who we are and what we're all about. Is that, is that what you're talking about? <clears throat> yeah, your past will keep sitting in your future until you complete the past. I think we try to put it in the, we yeah. try to put it in the basement, right? <laughs> we right. try to stuff away. And, and the reality is we have to get complete with it. And what completion right. means is, when you can talk about something and it doesn't trigger you anymore, it doesn't pull on you anymore, it doesn't, you don't go into blame, right? There's nothing to defend, there's nothing to protect, there's nothing to hide. It's just, this is my story, right? I used to try to hide my story and I tried to package myself so polished because I didn't want people to know about my upbringing. I didn't want people to know that we had no money, right? You, because you, you taught fake it till you make it. So right. I'm faking it. And then I realized what, what you said in the beginning is my authenticity was like, let me just tell you who I am. Let me tell you all the, the mess, because in my mess is a powerful message, right? I am not perfect by any means, but I'm willing to share my imperfection so that we, we can have a breakthrough. That's really good. And, um, you know, you talk about anything is possible. I think that's something that's really key to my um, to my business, to my path. I don't know if we can get too far into it, but 
you know, there's a lot of people that don't believe anything is possible. I know I was one of them for many years. Right. Um, you know, I, it, it, it's there. Well, I, I thought, well, how am I going to do this? Right. So how, how do you teach people to do anything, make anything possible for them? Right. I always say anything's possible with a game plan. Right. So I think a lot plan. of entrepreneurs, okay. a game plan, got out that game plan. Entrepreneurs, right. we, we are great at thinking it up. The challenge and the underdeveloped muscle is putting the structure in place so that we can play it out inside of a game plan. And when I look at um, a game plan is a business plan, a strategic budget, right? Those are the fancy terms for it, but that scares right. entrepreneurs. So I say, let's put a game plan together and then let's play the game. And if you're going to play the game, let's play a game that's worth playing, right? Let's go, what's that thing that you really want to accomplish? That thing that makes you scared and nervous, that's the thing that pulls me out of bed right? It's not just money, but it's, you know, if you want to be a best-selling author, if you want to, um, you know, build a multi-million dollar business, if you want to have a certain types of friends. One, we've got to be in tribes and community that those people live inside of. I was at an event the other day, Ken, and, I, you know, I play big in the world. <laughs> so I'm yes, sitting there with this lady and she's like, she, we were just kind of sharing our successes and she goes, I closed a $120 million deal yesterday. And I looked at her, I'm like, yesterday? I'm like, I think I might be playing too small. <laughs> Here, I love that. Right? I was like, wow, that is amazing. And we just sat there and talked for 20 minutes about $120 million deal yesterday. I'm like, well, what'd you do the day before if that was yesterday? <laughs> well, you know, that brings up a really good point about surrounding yourself with the right people. But listen, I've got to take a break. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. How do we surround ourselves with the right environment, the right people to create success? All righty. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. If you're an author, speaker, or organization committed to changing the world, and you need a partner to support you with PR, your website, or social media, Wasabi Publicity is the perfect fit. Wasabi Publicity works with companies and individuals committed to doing good in the world. Everything they do is instilled with passion impact and brilliance go to wasabipublicity.com that's wasabipublicity.com to schedule a call with wasabi ceo drew gerber are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love then at some point you're going to be faced with a decision you'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible if you're truly ready to live masterfully then you need Kendi Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. We're back with Voices of Courage, and now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, I'd like to welcome everybody back to Voices of Courage. Today, our show is called The Courage to Become Courageous, Resilient, and Compassionate. And before I get back to my guest, I want to just give a shout out to a couple of people. My friend Sharon Wilson, who is the founder and chief inspirational officer for over 22 years at Coaching from Spirit, 
says that your ideal clients are energetically called at a soul level for you to serve them. You need to tap into their energy and magnetize them to be able to work with them. She's leading a free five-day online adventure to support uh, you to magnetize soul clients in just five days. So if you'd like to find out about that, you can go to coachingfromspiritinstitute.com forward slash my initials KF adventure. So again, let me repeat that, coachingfromspiritinstitute.com forward slash KF adventure. Also, if you're a woman in the San Diego area, uh, pay attention here. There's an organization called Women's Wisdom, which has been a working and assisting women since 1991 to grow their businesses and grow their life. In fact, my guest on the show today is going to be speaking at the event in November. So I encourage you to come out and check it out. It's a powerful group of women and they all support each other in ways that I've never seen anybody uh, support anybody else. It's really powerful. So, and one last thing, I want to thank all of you for being able to uh, tune in to Voices of Courage. I appreciate you letting your friends know about the show. And um, so keep, keep up the good work. Give us some likes and shout outs and let everybody know about us. That's how we grow. That's how we bring these amazing guests. And uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're now in 160 countries uh, around the world and growing. It seems like we're growing ex exponentially every week now, which is really amazing. So if you're in one of those countries, give us a, a, a like on Facebook. Let us know you're around and um, we'll connect with you. So I'd love to. All righty. Susie, we're back. All right. Susie Carter's back with me. And uh, we're talking about the environment, the environment of putting of success, putting the right people around you. Susie, from your point of view, um, is that important? Well, what's that saying? Like you're the accumulation of the seven people you hang out with? Yeah. Right. So if you look at and sometimes what I love about creating your own destiny, you can look at your life and when you realize you're in charge of your destiny, you're in charge of your own creation, you get to look at what you've created. And sometimes that's a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I know whenever I'm up to something big or I, I need to be around people that are playing bigger than me. I can't be the biggest fish in the pond, right? Because then you're right. just the big fish surrounded by minnows. I want to be inspired. I want to contribute. I want to glean from the people that I'm hanging out with, right? And there's, a, there's enough for all of us. And so I want you to find environments, find tribes, find communities like the Women Wisdom Network, like our tribe, right? To find those people that inspire you, that maybe be, might be a little bit ahead of you and where you inspire them. Because that's really where growth happens and growth at an accelerated rate, right? In my plan, because I have a game plan, right? In my business plan, it's like, these are where my tribe hangs out. That's where I was telling you about the, the event I was at. These women make me nervous. <laughs> I, like, I like that and I get scared, but they make me nervous because they're, they're playing so much bigger than I'm playing. And that's a good thing, right? And I'm stretching them in different ways and they're stretching me. So find the tribe that really speaks your language. And then you got to clean out your tribe, right? I've got to clean out the people. I had a really hard conversation with a friend to say, I love you and I can't be around this conversation. So you have to choose because every time we get together, the yeah. negativity and your gossipness, yeah. just, it poisons the listening. So yeah. be responsible for what you're saying about others and what others saying about other people. And you yeah, know. I, I think that's such an important point. And I, I think there is, um, you know, when you when you step up your tribe and then you're like you said, clean out. 
um, you know, it's a compassionate way to do that. And I'm sure you did that. And, you know, one of the ways that I, I've done it several times is that it's amazing when we just pull our energy back from a, from a relationship that, um, you know, a lot of times we're the catalyst for that relationship. We're, we're contributing. We're the one calling them. We're the one making the, the noise to come in and talk to each other. So when we just pull our energy back. Sometimes those uh, relationships can move away and, 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 and now you're up leveled in a new place. Cause like you said, those conversations have to be upbeat, positive uh, in our environments. Otherwise they tend to drag us down. It's like the old adage, right? Susie, all the crabs trying to get out of the little bucket, right? Pulling each one of them down. Well, you don't want to be that crab in the bucket. You want to be out of the bucket and free. And that's what we're talking about here. Let's, it's back up talking about free. Listen, attraction, you know, attraction, that law of attraction, all that stuff. Got a lot of, a lot of publicity years ago, but you know, there's something we, we probably, uh, I would probably replace the word attraction with vibration, with energy um, in today's languaging. Um, how does one step up their frequency or their energy or their vibe to actually attract the right people in their lives? Well, one, you have to get really clear on what is that, right? Clarity is king. And we walk around staying confused. And so I want you to look at who are the people that I want to attract and am I being that? Am I being that with my integrity? Am I being that with my knowledge? Am I being that with my intention? Am I being that? Because you're, again, you're only going to attract that, what you are, you know, walk that walk, talk that talk. Um, and then you want to really, again, I'm going to go back to the game plan, set the tone to go, what is the game plan? What am I truly here to do? How many clients do I need to see? What are my price points? We've got to get so comfortable with money because everyone will always have limited resource, limited time, limited money. That's just going to be the objection when we're building something big. So you have to be okay with people having limited time, limited resource, limited money. And then what am I going to say to that? Like, I, I have been there. You have been there, Ken, when we've all had limited time, limited resource, limited money. And I know when I risk, when I'm willing to risk it all to get it all, miracles happen. Right? But I have to follow my plan. So I'm just saying, don't just throw it out there and go, I'm risking. Susie said so. Ken said so. No, no, no. Have the no. plan in place. Right? So that you look at the plan and go, oh, here's what I need to do. And here's how I need to do it. Most people, when I'm looking at them trying to attract money, trying to attract millions, they're trying to do it with a really small offer. They're not valuing themselves. I can't charge what I'm worth, Ken, unless I value myself. And that goes back to the self-worth. To go, what do I need to heal? What do I need to work on so that I can be the woman that I need to be for my clients, for my children, for my grandchildren, right? So that we can have that breakthrough. That's exactly right. And you know, along those lines, because you've been coaching for so many people and, you know, you're an author, you're a, you know, a speaker, you've accomplished so many things. Um, how do people get a hold of you so that they can be able to pick your brain and up level their thinking and become uh, and, and learn these strategies, especially the plan part? I think I can't tell you how many people I've coached over the years that that is such a difficult such a challenge for most people, Susie. I bet you find that, um, unless you have a simple strategy to follow. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, the interesting thing, 88% of all small businesses make less than $100,000 a year. In Los wow. Angeles, $80,000 a year is considered poverty level. Right now, I'm not saying everybody's from Los Angeles, but just to look at, wow, in certain parts of our country, that's poverty level. Only 5% make 250 to half a million. 1.7% make over a million. Now, I'm all about the 1% game. Let's put that plan in place. So you can go to our website, suzycarter.com. It's my name, uh, Susie, S-U-S-I-E, 
C-A-R-D, as in dollar, E-R. <laughs> D is in dinero, D is in dollar, whatever you want to look at it, right? There, I have Susie snacks. I have, I have something for everyone, right? So you can't, you're, you're just building it. You're on a budget. I got Susie snacks, which is a bite-sized information. That's a cocktail for your success. We've got downloadable products, you know, anything there that really fits your budget. And then we have some bigger programs when you're really ready to put that game plan together, put that foundation together. So my goal, Ken, is to teach people what we all had to learn the hard way, right? When we all started business, I'm a little seasoned, <laughs> right? So I've been in this business for over 25 years and all that stuff that I had to learn the hard way, like how did I, you know, you'd have to go to this class and then try to figure out how to put it in my language. It was Band-Aid, bubblegum, shoestring, duct tape to go, no, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three right, in a sequential manner for us creatives. Like I put this together because I'm creative and I can go squirrel, sparkle so easily that I need a structure, I need a system to help me achieve the financial results I wanted to do, right? I built two $10 million businesses and I sold my business for millions to one of the largest publishers in the world. They did $400 billion a year. My little business, they bought mine. So if I can do it, you all can do it. Absolutely, I think words of wisdom, and um, you know, I again, let me let me give them that website one more time. Can you give that? Yeah, it's SusieCarder.com. C-A-R-D as in dollar E-R. Well, well, listen, um, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, thank you, especially uh, you know, I know you had to come in and fill in for another guest today because uh, it was last minute. So, Susie, thank you for doing that. And um, will you stay on a minute after the show? Because I want to do our after the uh, show recording with you. I would love to. And that's what Tribe does, right? You call, I answer. That's it. That's what Tribe does. All right. Listen. Well, listen, I'll be right back in our next segment with uh, Dr. Ken Druck. Dr. Ken Druck is going to be talking about the uh, resilience and the compassionate part of building out your life. And uh, wait till you hear what he has to say. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and reemerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to treat Truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. Hi, this is Ken D. Foster. Are you an author or would-be author? If so, a few of my New York Times best-selling author friends, some of my book marketing strategist friends, and I are going to be teaching you how to write, market, and launch your book to bestseller status. And get this, no cost to you. You're going to learn from the experts that I use, their formulas, and their simple steps to make your book a bestseller. So find out how to do this at courage to change.us forward slash invite courage to change.us forward slash invite there are i think we have 12 master teachers in the class right now 
you're going to learn things you never knew about book marketing. I can tell you that because I've been marketing books for the last 15 years, and I've learned a whole bunch from the experts that I brought on. Hope you'll join us at Courage to Change. We're back with Voices of Courage, and now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back to Voices of Courage. I am so excited to have my next guest in studio with me, Dr. Ken Druck. He's going to be talking about his new book called Raising an Aging Parent. But before I get to that, I want to give a, a couple shout outs here. Um, if you're an author or if uh, you are someone that wants to be an author, I brought together a few of my best-selling author friends and business strategists. They're going to be teaching you how to write, market, and sell your book to best-selling status at no cost to you. I got some really great people up uh, doing this. Uh, Marcy Shimoff, who sold, I don't know, 16, 17 million books. Uh, Robert Allen, who's uh, been a bestseller several times, and several other best-selling authors that are going to teach you their strategies how to get your book and your message, your conscious message, into the world. You know, that's what we're about here in Voices of Courage. So if that's of interest to you, please go to thecouragetochange.us forward slash invite. Courage to change forward slash invite. Also, there's a new movie coming here to San Diego. And it's previewing in November 20th and 21st. Uh, 21st is in Encinitas. I know I will be there. It's called The Portal. And I just watched it the other day. It's really powerful. Um, it's about uh, teaching people how to calm their mind, open their heart, and transform uh, their world. It's a documentary by Tom Cronin, who is a meditation expert. Uh, it, uh, what I want to say, it's filmed in the U.S. and Canada and Australia and Syria refugee camp in, in Jordan. Uh, the Portal is a richly visual and a socially powerful film. I think the cinematography was phenomenal. I think you're really enjoy it. So again, join me. Uh, you can, by the way, you can Google the portal movie and it'll come right up. If you want to see the trailer and I hope you'll join me in Encinitas for that, uh, for that show. All righty. Now what we've been waiting for, for a long time, because today is a very special day. I have Dr. Ken Druck, who is an authority on courageous living and the author of his new book, raising an aging parent. Uh, guidelines for Families in the Second Half of Life. He is a best-selling author and a mental health expert. He has spent decades helping people to grow more courageous, compassionate, and resilient through the greatest adversaries that of all time. In fact, I know he's gone through that himself. So uh, Dr. Druck, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Ken. Thanks so much for having me. You know, I am, uh, I am really happy that you're here today because today is a very special day for you. Today is the day that after uh, uh, many months of hard work, I know, and a whole bunch more, you launched your book, your new book. Can you tell me about what happened this morning at the, the celebration? Well, the, the story, the interesting part of the story, especially for your audience that is interested in writing books, um, actually started yesterday when my publisher sent me an email saying that we were number one on Amazon in the new release category. So uh, on the basis of pre-sales, I guess if we all prime the pump and if we all put the good word out, we have a title that's sexy and interesting. Uh, the world wants to read about it. The world wants to listen and hear about it. This morning, we had the official book launch uh, in San Diego with a couple of uh, TV shows 
But the book launch itself took place uh, in front of a wonderful audience of friends, family, colleagues, and community members. And the most important part of the whole thing was the dedication of the book. You know, most of us, we think about, you know, if we've done something creative, we think about, what, what do I want to dedicate this to? What is, what, what is the great thing that I'm looking for that I want to create in the world? And so my dedication uh, of this book was to my two-month-old grandsons, my wow. twin grandsons. So my daughter and her husband brought them up on stage, and uh, they, were, they were both asleep. But I read the dedication to them uh, with tears in my eyes, tears in my daughter's eyes. I read the dedication of how I think that they will have had many years of having raised their parents before they're able to read what I inscribed in this book about them. And uh, it was just a very special moment. Gosh, that is so amazing. You know, uh, the book title kind of comes to my mind. It says raising aging parents instead of, you know, most books are caring about aging parents. Why did you use the word raising? That's a great question, Ken. You know, we look at raising a child. Is it that we want to control that child, that that child is helpless, and we're actually actually going to play to its helplessness? No. Raising a child is empowering that child, is lifting that child up, is helping that child see and understand and know the greatest skills, knowledge, power, capabilities it has within it, and helping him explore, helping that child explore what their options are, and think critically about what the best choices are. Well, raising up a parent who is dealing with the changes and the challenges of having turned 55, 60, 65, 70, 90, 100, is raising them up is also about empowering them. And when we look at the word raising as raising up rather than controlling and keeping down um, and controlling that aspect, and it's really a very empowering element. And that's what I meant when I chose raising an aging parent. The other thing is that you know, if, if I met your kids or your grandkids uh, today, I'd probably go up to them and I'd say, listen, I, I know it hasn't been an easy job raising your dad or your grandpa. And I kid with my friends, kids and grandkids, because I understand that, that they have a part in bringing out the best in us. And they've also had to deal with the part of us that didn't know what we were doing. We were making it up as we go based on what we had learned watching other people. That's really good. Uh, I, I'm laughing because I'm sure my, grand, uh, my grandchildren um, are thinking, yes, we are definitely raising grandpa. Yes, we're teaching him what to do. Now, I would also say my wife has done a lot of that too. So, you know. There you go. <laughs> um, so, you know, are there actual parallels between raising kids, I guess, and, and raising the aging parents? What are those yeah. exact parallels, would you say? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, two of the parallels are, number one, we, we really are, we don't want to teach our kids when they're small, learned helplessness by taking over for them by controlling situations, by doing it for them. We want to empower them. It's the same thing with a parent. We want to empower them. We want to involve them. We want to engage them to the extent that they're interested and capable in the decisions about their own life and what happens going forward in their lives. And especially at a time where the roles are beginning to reverse a little bit. The person who you know spent years caregiving us, bringing us up, teaching us about life, watching over us, 
you know, is now somebody who needs a little bit of watching over themselves. Um, and they may be dealing with their own issues of aging, grieving the loss of their younger self or their past. They may be retiring. They may be dealing with a physical, life-threatening physical illness for the first time or slowing you know, down you know, in yeah, some I, ways. I think, I think you're dead on with all of that. And I, and I sense that a lot of times the kids, when they have an aging parent, um, I know this happened with the uh, passing of my, my mother when we were, uh, and then my father passed. So we're, we'd learned a little bit, but in the, with uh, my mother, we all had it planned out where we were going to put her, where we, she was going to live, when we were going to sell her house. She had nothing, was going to have nothing to do with that, right? So I like, I think what you're saying is like, we need to back off sometimes and allow them to really empower them, not disempower yeah. them by telling them, you have to do this or that yeah if we try to over control anybody whether it's our little kids or teenagers or our aging parents we get an oppositional defiant response we get resistance it's like nobody's going to control me or i'm not dead yet you know and we get that resistance rather than going in and extending an invitation to help making it safe for our parents to open up with us and to tell us what weighs most heavily on their hearts what they really need help and support with, and what, what's making their hearts sing so that we can participate in that as well. It's not only about changes and challenges and losses, it's about what the, they want the rest of their lives to be and how we can play a part in that. That's really good. You know, you have a uh, checklist uh, uh, for those of us who are caring for aging parents, and um, I want you to talk a little bit about what advice uh, you have to help people avoid burnout when they're taking care of, of aging parents, because I know, I know this, this happens a lot. <laughs> And um, I'm going to have to make that kind of short. I got about a minute. So go ahead and, and let's see how far we get. We'll go on the next segment. Of Here's please. the bottom line. In order to care for an aging parent, to provide that level of caregiving, we need to download the new operating system for professional grade self-care. A mani and a petty isn't going to do it. We need to get control of what I call the self-care saboteurs, things that talk us out of taking care of ourselves and embrace an implementable, executable plan for self-care. Mm, that's really good. All right. Well, listen, uh, Ryan, got about a half minute. Let's tell people where they can get the book. I heard Amazon because you're a number one bestseller. And um, so they can get uh, Raising an Aging Parent, Guidelines for Families in the Second Half of Life by Dr. Ken Druck on Amazon. Anywhere else to get that right now, Ken? Right now, if, if, if you're having any problem at any bookstore, but if you're having a problem getting the book because we've sold out, the great news is my publisher said, Amazon is listing the book as out of stock yesterday. So they had to ship out a couple of hundred, a couple of thousand copies. But if you're having any difficulty whatsoever, go on to kendruck.com, www.kendruck.com. Go on my website, drop me a message, drop me an email, let me know, we'll get your book right away. Or an audio book, the audio book's coming out in a couple of days the Kindle version, paperback or hardcover. Listen, I got to take a break. So we'll be right back. And when we come back, I, you know, you taught uh, grief recovery at uh, Harvard uh, School of Public Health. I want to talk to you a little bit about that experience of what you learned and how we can use those uh, skill sets that you learned to help uh, manage with, uh, with our aging parents. Sounds great. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. 
Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life, and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity, or increase your courage, step into your power, and forge into the unknown, where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 300 65 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. If you, your company, or organization is out to change the world and you need a team that produces results to take your message to the next level, Wasabi Publicity is the perfect fit. Recognized by PR Week and Good Morning America for its innovative business practices, Wasabi Publicity works with companies and individuals committed to doing good in the world. Whether it's creating an engaging website, building a passionate social media tribe, or connecting their clients with top media influencers like Good Morning America, the New York Times, and Oprah. Everything they do is instilled with passion, impact, and brilliance. If you're an author, speaker, or organization committed to changing the world, and you need a partner to support you with PR, your website, or social media, go to wasabipublicity.com. That's wasabipublicity.com to schedule a call with Wasabi CEO, Drew Gerber. We're back with Voices of Courage, and now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back to Voices of Courage. Today, our show is called The Courage to, what is it? Impact your courage, grow your courage, uh, become more resilient. And you know what? It's I would call it summoning newfound courage in every season of life. And the season of life we're talking about is the second half. You know, we think about families only in terms of young kids and but the, the quality and character of our lives is as much defined in the second half as it is in the first half. Well, isn't that the truth? So listen, if you just joined us, uh, I'm with uh, uh, my guest is Dr. Ken Druck. He's a national international uh, uh, figure in helping people to understand how to help uh, aging parents. He has uh, been on the Huffington Post, New York Times. Um, he is uh, has a worldview. Uh, of what it means to live honorably, courageously, and purposely, for purposefully. Okay, back to you, Ken. Um, so let's let's talk about what what happened at Harvard, uh, the School of Public Health. Um, what what did you learn there that uh, we can apply? Ken, after the death of my oldest daughter in 1996, um, I was needless to say shattered in a million pieces. I started a nonprofit foundation called the Jenna Druck Center to honor her life and spirit. And it had two programs. One of them was called Families Helping Families. And we immediately got pulled into action to assist families in the aftermath of 9-11. I helped coordinate bereavement in New York and in California after tragedies like Columbine, Sandy Hook, Boston, Las Vegas. So I kind of became the guy that was called in to those things. And I've been asked to teach and lecture and speak all over the world about grief literacy. And one of the places I've taught grief literacy was the Harvard School of Public Health. So what is a guy who's teaching grief literacy, why is he talking about aging? Well, because aging is, courageous aging is summoning the courage 
to face into life as we get older, as our parents get older, as we confront the issues of aging that come up. You know, one part, so many of us end up in these conversations, you know, looking back at the, the, the older, younger version of ourselves saying, what's the matter with you? You don't look anything like, you don't run as fast, you're not as smart. And yet there's another conversation over here, which is, you know what, you're the better version of yourself. You are smarter, you have experience, you know what's really important. I love you, I love what you've become. Yeah, you've got a couple, you know, the hairline's not the same. You've got a couple of things that are different, but you are definitely the better version of yourself. And I think that inner conversation we have with ourselves as we age is a lot about grief and loss and resilience and embracing who we are in this moment. Well, you know, I, I, I sense that people, I, I know for us, um, with my family, when we were taking care of my family, there was a sense of loss that they, they couldn't be with us. Um, and the way that they were growing up, because my, my parents were very vital and healthy, and they, they loved to do a lot of things, you know, so we had to go through that that loss. But then when they yes. passed, um, both my parents passed on holidays. I mean, my father passed on July 4th, my mother passed on December 26th. Um, that really created some grief within our family. Can you address how we can address grief and going through the holidays with uh, without our loved ones or even losing them during the holidays? Yep. We've chosen to celebrate my daughter's life and spirit by not by loading up emotionally on their angel versaries. We call them angel. Some people call them death days. I call them angel versaries. I don't focus on March 27th, which is the day my daughter died. I focus on the joy and the gift of her life for as long as we had it for 21 years. And I do that on her birthday. So I think we get to make some, we don't get to play God. We don't get to choose. We don't get to file complaints with the casting director. We get to live in the mystery of what this life is, but we do get to choose how we react at times. There is a choicefulness and we can say, you know what, I'm not going to load up emotionally on those days to re-traumatize myself into a grief state. I'm going to celebrate their birthdays. I'm going to celebrate their lives with sweet remembrances rather than loading up and re-traumatizing myself by remembering all the details of how my daughter died. I think it's, well, I love that's, that because, of course, what you focus on, you feel. So if you're going to focus on all the negative or what what uh, brought up negative emotions for a person, they're going to start to feel those, and as a result of feeling them, there'll be certain actions they take or don't take as a yeah. result of that. So but I, I also allow myself. I, I think the word allow and permission are so important because the permission, if I feel sad, giving myself permission without shame to have tears because I miss my daughter, to have a sad day if I'm walking behind a girl who has hair just like hers. You know, when I explain to people, when I teach grief literacy, I tell people, never be ashamed whether you're returning from a war zone in Afghanistan or whether you've suffered the loss of your parents or a child or a spouse. Don't be ever be ashamed that you walk with a limp in your heart, that you've taken a hit, that you've suffered a devastating loss. That's nothing to be ashamed of. As a matter of fact, you have probably, your trip to the bottom of pain has probably given you a greater capacity for true compassion, for understanding other people's pain and empathizing and supporting them than anything you've learned, anything else you've learned in this life. That's good. 
you know, I know, I know when my mother passed, <clears throat> we had to go through a time after, after the burial and after the funerals. And then, then it was time to, well, we have to deal with her stuff. And she had a whole bunch of stuff. And, um, you know, I approached it a little different than my brothers and sisters. I, I approached it as whatever you would like, you take. And they kind of took a different approach. You know, this is mine. That's mine. This is, um, how do you, how do you coach people or, or talk to people on, on how to deal with this kind of situation? Well, thanks, thankfully, there are brothers like you in the world. There are siblings like you who take the high road. So we teach a program called Take the High Road. Taking the high road means you make you create peace. You treat your siblings and your family members as an expression of your love for the person who's been lost rather than allowing the rawness of our grief, our sorrow, our devastation to preside and to tear our families apart. You know, at, that's what was happening in New York after 9-11. The average age of the person who died was 38. They had a wife and kids, many of them, and they had parents. And the p family started tearing apart. And we had to instill this ethic of take the high road, treat each other with the kindness, the understanding, the patience, we're all going to step on each other's toes. We're all hurting so much. Yeah, I want to comment with that because I think what you're saying is so true. Yeah, by taking the high road um, and, and, and realizing that my both my uh, my brother and my sister at the time were they were grieving and they wanted to hold on to every memory and every exactly. thing they could about the, my mother. And by me saying, "Take it, go. It, it's yours. Be you know, and sincere about it." I didn't have any attachments to it. All of a sudden, they switched and started saying, "No, you need to take." This. You need to have this. I said, sure, I'm open to receive. Kindness is contagious. Generosity of heart is contagious. But so is fear, greed, yes. um, you know, and hoarding. You know, one of the other things we can do in situations like yours is that we can have, and every chapter of my book deals with a different set of conversations that we can have as families to get ahead of the pain curve, to get on the opportunity curve. And one of them is, this, is that unclutter is to unclutter and to down help our parents downsize and ask questions and sort through things so that there isn't chaos we want to leave a legacy of love not one of chaos and the book the second half of the book is about how we leave a legacy of love for our kids our grandkids rather than one of chaos where it's an absolute disaster when we die well i um i had to deal with a parent like that too and um it was uh it was difficult it took months and um so you know we never want to die that way with uh, no. stuff everywhere right and uh you know our, our will or our, our trust not in order and our you know assets and know where everything's going so i agree with you all right listen i'm almost out of time here uh let's tell them where to get the book again the book is called raising an aging parent guidelines for families in the second half of life and you can get it on Amazon. Well, they're out right now, but no, they're not anymore. They've so, we've yeah. books have arrived. You can oh, get the audio okay. book. You can Good. get oh, the okay. Kindle. Um, you can get the hardcover, the paperback, and on Amazon.com or go to KenDruck.com, and we'll make sure to get your book right away. That's awesome, Ken. Thank you so much. And by the way, um, thank you, Ken, for being here. You made this show. If uh, anybody's having any struggles with an aging parent. Ken Druck is the guy. He knows how to do this, and uh, he's got the great books. So start with the book. I think that's a great place to be. 
Also, you want to listen to uh, after our show. Go to our website on courage to change. U- excuse me, voicesofcourage.us, voicesofcourage.us, and uh, listen to our after the show because I'm going to do a real in-depth uh, interview. Well, real quick, ten minutes, but we're going to take a deep dive into Ken and get to know him real uh, a little more uh, so that you can understand what he's all about and what created this amazing, brilliant man and his mindset. So I hope you check that out. Okay, till next time, take care. Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And we're always interested in what you have to say. So follow Ken on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or email your questions and comments to viewer at voicesofcourage.us. Also, you can find all of Ken's previous shows by visiting voicesofcourage.us. Be sure to join us next time as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. Until next time, live courageously and see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster.